0: (laughs) welcome to the 25th episode of all of the above a weekly podcast about design code and learning each week an instructional designer a user experience designer and a software engineer take apart the world one topic at a time my name is brian brush and i am joined by my co hosts sam bantner hello and sean duran hi Seems so scared. <laughs> this week, we have not one, not two, but three awesome guests who hail from the wonderfully funny Three Guys, Three Questions podcast. So I'm going to go around our sort of digital table here and introduce everyone. So first up, we have Aaron L.M. Goodwin. Hello. Hey. And Mr. Andrew Savage. Hey, how's it going, guys? Not too bad. I'll answer the question unlike your friends on your show. Thanks. I appreciate okay. it. I didn't know until last week that he
1: was asking us.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. Who else am I talking
0: to?
1: The audience. Awesome.
2: Audience.
0: no there's no stage <laughs> the whole world is a stage okay and well, finally uh we we have adam the editor extraordinaire anderson hello Ooh. i like the just the simple hello after that the uh <laughs> the nickname and everything yeah it's easy to edit. So, I, I appreciate the nickname. It's such a nice
3: nickname. I don't usually get those. It's great.
0: I, I figured it was better than just meh that you got the other day, thanks to uh, Aaron's focus on on your guys' uh, I guess not most recent, but second to most recent episode. Do you want to know a secret about that? Yeah. I, I, I write all of those all of those
3: little bits. The nicknames? I'm the one that gave myself the nickname.
0: Okay. <laughs> and then I'm the
2: one that gets in trouble for it. <laughs> 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 it's, it's a fun game. <laughs>
0: That uh, Now, before the show, we were talking about nicknames, and you were the one who also said that you gave yourself nicknames, right? Like, way back into being a child? Oh I, I tried to give myself a
3: nickname, but that's just, it's not how nicknames work Okay, in well, the real world. I just thought it was interesting that
0: you're still doing it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying.
4: <laughs> 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 oh, there's a bell. All right. So, Wait, does someone have a bell? Yeah, I Aaron know. does. Yeah. <sighs>
0: <laughs> so we'll see if we can tap into our Roderick on the line in the show But today I learned that Sean's really into bells
4: <laughs> Well, I know uh, Mr. Mike Hurley has a bell That's, that, that doesn't ding really well That's true And you have a bell that does ding You're a good dinger
1: Dinging is probably the most important aspect of a bell
2: What's yeah. funny is that you're not the first to have said that
0: <laughs> Wait, hold on uh, <laughs> If dinging's the most important aspect of a bell What about the Liberty Bell? Which no longer really dings Nah That's a terrible bell.
1: (laughs) Whoa. What is it? Jihadist Andrew over here. It's a a lazy bell. I'm
3: just saying. (laughs) It's broken and they haven't even fixed it. I've never really understood why it's a symbol for liberty, though, because it's broken. Yeah. So, like, that's never made sense to me.
0: Yeah. It's also not the only one because there are (laughs) liberty bells in different cities around the U.S. That one's just the most famous because it's broken. Right. Which is a weird thing for America. But anyways, um, as I mentioned earlier, you guys all host the uh, Hilarious Three Guys, Three Questions podcast which is why we wanted to have you on this episode since we'll be discussing comedy. Um, and because there are so many of us, I think we may just be doing a mad sprint through our topics this episode, and I'm going to be spending a lot of time praying as to how I'm going to edit this. Um, so if you guys are ready to jump into it, I'm going to kick off my first topic here. So, so as always, I'm a bit more focused on learning and development, so I wanted to consider comedy's place in education. Um, so some of the most like memorable learning moments I've ever had in my life as a student and as a teacher have been ones in which humor was used so i wanted to ask each of you sort of a two-part question first can you recall an instance in which humor was used in educational situation for you and do you feel that it was beneficial for your learning so aaron do you want to kick this off for us
2: yeah, um, I think humor is a really, really useful tool in education. Um, a lot of people think that it's just an attention getter, um, but I just also think it helps you to develop a relationship between you and your students or your students, whatever perspective you're coming from. Um, I I remember a teacher I had who, <clears throat> he was kind of infamous, uh, and I wasn't quite sure about how his class was going to be. And uh, one of the first days of class, like maybe the third day into the, this semester, I, I think I was like a junior in high school. He uh, popped in a video and he had to s- take notes on the video and he said, you're going to have to write a-, a paper on this. And it was a news broadcast about the marshmallow trees in Arkansas um, and about how there was this just terrible drought going on. And it was destroying all the marshmallow trees and how a <laughs> marshmallow crop was going away. <clears throat> and and it was funny because it, it took me like <coughs> a minute to realize this is like a joke. <laughs> but everybody was in there just like, oh, and it was like tugging at their heartstrings. And they even put, they went to like an orchard, you know, like in the wintertime when there's nothing. And they stuck marshmallows all over the ends of trees to get the shots. And I'm just watching everyone absorbed into this. And as soon as the video was done, he was like asking for some comments. And he let a couple people give some comments about like, this is so terrible. We need to do something. And then he just went, you idiots that wasn't real <laughs> and he just went off and just like started laughing and it was i was like okay i'm gonna like this guy this is gonna be a good class
1: what class was this
3: what, um, yeah what was his point like
1: what was he, what was he trying
3: to prove
0: like <laughs> i'm pretty good at tricking kids <laughs> yeah, I just to figure out like the dumbest kids in the class
2: <laughs> i think i think it, it made us all pay attention <laughs> to like something was going on. Um but no, he was a really good teacher. He got me really fired up about, about history and, and his passion for it made me want to go study it on my own. His class was pretty easy. It really wasn't that difficult, but I think he he was able to like inspire the students to want to learn themselves. But he but he you know he'd, he'd joke around, he had like nicknames for everybody in the class and gave everyone a hard
0: that uh which is actually interesting because sometimes it takes like a special teacher to be able to make fun of people because uh, in some yeah. of the research on like education the one form of humor that is never good is whenever you pick on your students because <laughs> you're in a position of power and they feel like they can't respond back or, or like get upset about it so they just have yeah. to sit there and deal with it but some of my favorite teachers were ones who like built such a good rapport with the class that they were just able to sort of crap on everyone the entire yeah. semester
2: <laughs> yeah yeah he did he was exactly like that um,
0: but uh andrew do we want to jump over to you next
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right so adam <laughs> <laughs> i think uh andrew just just signed off <laughs> oh he's back he's in- sorry about that <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> welcome back don't be so nervous it's gonna be Dude, okay i am
1: super nervous no i'm not i'm fine okay what's going on a little bit nervous
0: (laughs) i was just uh wanting to see if you had any sort of humorous situation happen in class that you can recall and whether you feel like it helped with education
1: um well definitely um my dad's a school teacher and i think i learned how to be funny because of him um so like i don't know if you've ever had a parent who's a teacher it's like every time you interact with them it's like a little lesson you're afraid you're gonna get graded and You don't know how they react, and so you get all nervous. But one thing my dad would always emphasize is that humor is a form of intelligence to be able to to laugh at something means that you actually understand it better than not just making fun of it but actually truly making something funny um and that's always kind of nice because i don't know because like when you especially when you are in a new class a teacher is really scary you don't know what you're going to expect and if you can laugh with your teacher you open up like immediately you're like oh there's a person i can understand and i can talk to and i think that's pretty important in a student teacher relationship
0: yeah that's another brilliant thing with humor Humor is that it does allow us, like, sort of break down social discomfort. Like the whole idea of ice breaking in terms of like meeting somebody new is just terrifying to me as an introvert. But if somebody <laughs> is able to just like crack a joke and everyone starts laughing, then you can immediately feel all the tension sort of dissipate and everyone starts to calm down and have a better time.
4: It'd be cool if there was like a. A tinder for teachers? for no, teachers. <laughs> not. <laughs> not in the way that you're thinking, but it's like that. Would, you,
3: would it just be called teacher, but without the, the last E? Oh, yeah,
4: Ooh. teacher. Yeah, yeah, it, but more like matching you up with personality and learning styles with the teacher that you like. But you, you swipe right when you're like, oh, yeah, this, this could work. Mm.
5: <laughs> so are we seeing pictures of them or demographic information? What's what's going on here?
4: Hmm, I haven't really thought about it that far ahead. Uh, <laughs> but it could be like, um, like ratemyteacher.com. I think that still exists. Yeah, they still have yeah, the hot button professor. too. You
5: say this teacher's hot. Yeah, the hot, hot chili pepper. Yeah,
4: for, uh... <laughs> it's always the class I yeah. took. <laughs> So yeah, just imagine that. Uh, that did sway me in my
0: decision making in terms of which classes to pick. It was like, the be- same class between two professors.
2: I think all you have to do is just, inst- you know, you have the chili pepper scale, but you also include like, uh, like a whoopee cushion scale. On <laughs> 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 rate my professor, and you're good
4: to go. Yeah, and actually have like Whoopi Goldberg's face. <laughs> <whoopee
1: cushion. laughs> Whoopi, certain for money, right? She should get on that. <laughs>
4: I think she's well, doing all right. I don't know the view. I don't think that's still around. Uh, is it still around? I don't know. I think they're killing it.
2: I haven't watched it in weeks.
3: <laughs> I haven't turned on the TV in, in during the daytime in years. I have no idea if it <laughs>
4: used to. It. Just the daytime, nighttime TV. Okay, daytime DFI
3: nighttime TV is where it's at. Falls asleep with it on. Them. Um, I, I lied. I don't watch TV <laughs> well, at night. Either. <laughs> it's been a good
2: I'm show. I'm in college. I just watch Thanks Netflix. Thanks for having us on. <laughs>
3: We're experts in humor. That's what we're here for. So we're making jokes. It's really great. Uh,
0: well, um, well, well, I have a chance to jump in. So uh, Adam, Adam, do you have thoughts to our question on this? No, yeah. I, 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 I agree
3: with Andrew, I think, in order to to make a joke out of something, and not, not in the way that you disrespect it, but into to... To take something and make it humorous, I think, means that you have to have a very thorough understanding of all the different pieces and you have to be able to take it apart and put it together in a new way. And I think that's what's important about learning and going to school it isn't necessarily that you learn facts, but you learn how to digest facts and digest information and to how to, how to interact with the truth and with, with
0: the world uh, just at large and I think humor is an essential part of that I think that's that's actually something I hadn't considered which is that sort of breaking down and understanding jokes and being able to like cognitively get why something is funny is similar to the act of even just like reading literature and trying to understand what what message is being conveyed and why it's effective so it is also a pretty good thought as to how humor can be used and what its role would be within education um, but I am going to Instead of ha- ask uh, Sean and Sam, I'm going to segue into our next the torch. topic. Yeah, ask so the torch. Sean, ask do you, do you want to? Okay, Pass I'm passing it. To... Calm down, man. Uh, Sean, here you go. I'm throwing the torch at you because you wouldn't wait for me to finish my lap. I don't have hands. That's what? <laughs>
5: what happened to your hands. I don't know. We couldn't clap earlier, so what's going on, there Sean? <laughs> oh, my...
4: A lot has happened since last week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, hopefully my house doesn't catch on fire. Uh, um,
3: We've passed you the torch, and now you're not doing anything. (laughs) It's just laying there.
4: You're not even kicking it.
0: Just looking at it. (laughs) You have no appendages. There's there's a torch there. It's pretty
2: interesting. You know the funny thing about torches?
4: (laughs) Okay, here it is. I'm putting the torch in place. So uh, what do you guys think about Vine and Twitter as comedic outlets compared to, like, stand-up comedy and long-form sitcom-style things? Mm. What do you think about, like, the short, like, 140-character or less thing and, like, six seconds repeated loops of hahas? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, go ahead, Adam. I'm all for it.
3: Yeah, I, I started talking first, so I get to talk first. Um... <laughs> That's so how we do it. We just bulldoze. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's great. I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier, in that in order to not only make something funny but to make something short, you have to understand exactly what you're doing. Like each each beat is so short and so close together that you ha- each one has to be deliberate because you have so little time. I mean, 140 characters is it's it's a sentence, and it's not even a very long sentence. Um, I've seen sentences. Yeah, if
4: you waste like 30, 30 words, then you've like you wasted the majority
3: <laughs> of of my time. Ta- kind of like I did yeah. at the beginning of this answer.
4: I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
2: just keep talking until it comes to you. Just keep...
3: right, but you can't do that on Vine because you only have
2: six seconds. Yeah, there's no and so and I jiving. I
3: just think that distillation makes things better as a whole. Um, to bring it back to the fact that I'm I'm an editor and I like to talk about that. <laughs> Um, because I think it's cool, and I'm a big fan of myself. Um, Most of the edits I make are just deleting the chaff and just getting to the point. Ooh, the
4: chaff. Yeah. Is that like the cruft?
3: I don't know. I think it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the one cruft before. Are you sure you didn't just make that up, Sean?
4: Well, I'm, I've never heard of chaff, so I don't know if you just made up.
2: You guys aren't real big on the agricultural references, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
3: if, if, if 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 cruft is a real word, I'm sure it's very similar to
2: chaff. Look, cruft is to chaff, <laughs> or chaff as uh, computers are to wheat, maybe. maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, cruft is like dirt <laughs> and dust, All right? right?
0: Uh, no, it's badly designed and unnecessarily complicated or unwanted. Hey, that's it. Oh, yeah. Pa- so, particularly, so, I was right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> particularly
0: in the world of code, so...
1: In,
2: bo- in both places, you're just really trying to get at the kernel. Yeah. Thank you. I'll be here all week.
1: Okay. <laughs> just move on. Don't acknowledge that. We can't appreciate that type of thing.
2: So, yeah, like, so, like, when I, what, what I was
3: saying, you know, when I, when I edit, I like to delete tangents and things.
2: <laughs> like that was, we just said. Um, <laughs> yeah.
3: That was, that was, I think,
2: us. I think that things like Vine and Twitter are really useful tools. Um, I know that me and, me and Andrew, I think we, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Andrew, I think we really became good friends over Twitter. Is that right? <laughs> like we knew each other. We, we did stuff. I mean, obviously we knew each other enough to like have each other's phone number and things like that. But, um, there was this community called Favored, which, um, indexed favorites.
1: That's like back in the day. Yeah. That, that yeah, was a while yeah. yeah, ago. It's like
0: old
2: school Twitter, right? It's like 2007.
0: It was yeah. like a part of Twitter, but yeah.
2: <laughs> it, it, how do you spell that? Favard. F F A V R D.
0: Oh. You know, it's another one of those things where they just delete vowels out. It's
4: like tw- teacher.
2: It, it, that was the style at the time. Are you sure it's not favored? That,
4: it it that's is that's favored. That's how I always Aaron, pronounced it. Yeah, it it be might favored. be
2: Favard.
4: <laughs> Harvard. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <But, laughs> <but> oh, <also, laughs> Yeah, um just
2: anyway, on this website <laughs> It would index, you know, what what jokes on Twitter got the most faves that day. And I remember me and, and Andrew would probably, I don't know, I think Andrew did this too, but we would spend like all day oh, yeah. writing jokes and crafting them and trying to see how far we could get. Um, and, and it's amazing now to see who from that group, it was probably a small group, but I, I bet at any one time it was like maybe like 500 people. Oh man, if that. Using it. Yeah, if that. And, and, and to see where all those people have gone, me and Andrew are like the failures. <laughs> <of that group. laughs> other Definitely. people in that group are like writing for like late night or snl they're like they have book deals they're i mean they're they're merlin man yeah, you know, <laughs> they're people that
1: make money at what they do.
2: Yeah, but but I think I think that practice of trying to distill something down, you know, that far to, to 140 characters or on a Vine is a good practice for helping you get at comedy. Yeah, All
3: right. awesome. Yeah, and I mean, I think just in general, distillation makes things better. I mean, we've known this for thousands of years with alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> should
1: work with everything else I don't know I, I like the idea of uh the characters only having 140 characters especially for Twitter is because I don't know about like you guys but I'm more creative when I have a box that I have to work in like I have to really explore the space and so be, be because of that like kind of like what Adam's saying you have to like cut parts out but you got to say the right thing in the right way so it's understanding what's being said and I think that like vine is pretty awesome with that because it's really short and people can get really creative with that stuff I don't have time time. for that, but it's
0: it's really cool. No, that is something that, um, because we've talked a few points on our show about my love for flash fiction, which is taking sort of a whole story and just shoving it down, sometimes even to something as short as a sentence and being able to communicate like that. Um, And that limitation does have a lot of benefit to my creativity and makes me really focus in on the essence of whatever it is I'm trying to say and trying to get to like the bare bones of comedy. Because some people who just go on insanely long stories in their comedy, it's like, after a while, it loses the the value because the audience has to put so much work into it in order to uh, like get to the funny part that's enjoyable. Um, so sometimes those like short little moments are a lot more value for like an audience, even if it is a smaller audience on something like Twitter than it would be for a stand-up comic that's traveling around the country yeah, and um i I do kind of want to disagree with you a, a little bit.
4: Okay, you can you can go all the <laughs> way. Well, I'm a
3: guest, so I'm being polite. Not like I not like I do to not like I do to Aaron or Andrew usually. But um, one of my favorite comedians is Mike Birbiglia, and he doesn't have wine liners like Mitch Hedberg or anything like that. He he tells stories that have um, rises and falls, and then you know it comes to a joke, and then it comes out, and the story goes on. And it, he's he's one of my favorite comedians, I think, because it is much longer and there's there's investment that's required for me like I have to
0: interact with his comedy in order to have a good time
3: and I think there's something to be said for that um,
0: I think we actually uh, agree in a way because Mike Birbiglia's latest stand-up set is my favorite that I've ever heard <laughs> um, but his stories contain like you said moments where it's like he comes in with a joke in the midst of the story and then steps out and continues the narrative um, mm-hmm. and there are some people who just tell an insanely long story just to get to one joke at the very end, um, which is sort of poor writing at that point. Yeah.
3: You know what we call those people? W- what? We call those
0: people not funny.
3: <laughs>
2: Um, you know, speaking of that, I think even those even those comedians who do those longer stories, like uh, Bill Cosby's, kind of likes too, right? He tells he tells he tells these whatever, however you think about him, you know, <laughs> as a comedian. <laughs> I'm not what? talking about as a person, but his comedy was was all these stories that were they sounded so real, like from his real life. But he snuck in all these little jokes along the way, and it reminded me of a um, interview I listened to today. It's from a more recent episode of Bullseye with Jesse Thorn, um, which is a great podcast, and he interviewed interviewed um oh i forgot her name uh kay cannon who was a writer on 30 rock and something she said she learned from from uh uh oh, liz lemon what's her name uh,
1: tina fey tina fey? From tina fey
2: she said never never cut a joke and like when she said that i was like that's kind of insane <laughs> but but when you look at tina fey the stuff she does it's just like so joke dense even if it's a long story even, you know it's got an arc to it there's just like joke 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 joke, joke. And even if they're kind of dumb, they're still in there because, it, it, I don't know, it just builds this immense pile of, of jokes is going to lead you to some laughter eventually.
3: Yeah, there, there were, I mean, there were a couple jokes in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or in 30 Rock that, that didn't work for me, but I was never disappointed for very long because there was another joke just right around the corner.
2: And never you're going to be like, oh, stop it. <laughs> stop with the jokes. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, it didn't, it didn't work. Just keep trying. <laughs> yeah, with those,
0: it's also interesting because some of those jokes may not work for like one of us, but it might work really well for the other person, which is also always like intriguing to me whenever I watch stand-up comedy, which I do a fair amount just like by myself, pull something up on Netflix or HBO and watch it. Um, I realize uh, okay. I th- think stuff's company. like hilarious, but I'm not necessarily laughing hysterically. But if other people come over and watch show with me when I'm not lonely, yeah. thanks, Sean, um, <laughs> it, it often results in me like being much more boisterous. With my laughter, or laughing at things that weren't necessarily funny to me when I was alone, because seeing somebody else find enjoyment in it sort of becomes this contagious thing.
1: So, especially about the important thing I feel about comedy is timing, and it's, sometimes it's kind of hard to do over a podcast. But I think that's what Ka- and Aaron was talking about, like Tina Fey's, is like when you tell a long story and there's nothing funny, you're the, like the audience gets bored and they get cold, and then they don't laugh, and something even so something's really funny comes to be not funny.
0: And the whole idea of beats like in comedy that somebody else had mentioned earlier like that is crucial to keeping like a flow and a rhythm because comedy carries in some ways I feel similarities with music and songwriting. Uh, Being able to like have sort of verse, chorus, verse and that's sort of similar to like telling a bit of the story hitting with a joke that makes everyone laugh and sort of perk up and then going back to the story and continuing that rhythm. Um, What
3: you were saying about you laughing harder when there's people in the room I think there's a whole separate discussion or podcast that we could probably have about humor being a social bonding experience you know and I I think that's why you know there's stand-up comedy clubs that people go to in a group and why comedians talk about working the room and not just you know one person or anything like that and I think there's there's more to that than just economic sense you know I think when we when we laugh together we end up being friends most of the time
0: yeah that even makes me think too having seen some comics when there's one person in the crowd who's just laughing way Way too hard at everything and makes it uncomfortable for everyone else. And then that comic like tells that person to calm down because like it is ruining the vibe for the whole, the whole club. Yeah.
3: I, I kind of want to go to a comedy club one day if I'm ever rich and just buy all of the tickets uh-huh. and then just sit in the exact middle of the room and just stare daggers at the comedian. I I saw something
2: beautiful (laughs) happen one time. It was um, a set from Judah Friedlander, um, who's like the world's greatest stand-up comedian. He's the world's greatest everything. Um, If you look him up, that comment will make sense. He wears a hat that says world's greatest or world (laughs) champions. Oh,
1: yeah, the guy from 30 Rock.
2: He's in 30 Rock. Yeah. This is, this is oh, years that before that. Um, and, and, and he, he was kind of telling some jokes. He was kind of up there and this guy was kind of jeering at him. And so he just started like asking the guy questions and he turned, he turned this like getting back at the hecklers into his entire set. So he would just pick people out from the audience and give them crap. Like this guy, he's, he's like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Hey guy, nice shorts. And the guy's like, Oh, thanks. And he said, is uh Hey shorts. Is uh that your girlfriend over there? He's like, yeah. He's like, how long you've Dating her, um, uh, you know, I've been dating it like six months. He's all, oh, that's nice. I've been, uh, I've been dating her like eight, but that's cool. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he'd ask people questions, just keep one-upping them, and that's his entire set was that. You know, like, what kind of car do you drive? Oh, you know, like I drive a Tacoma. Oh, that's cool. I drive a space shuttle. <laughs> he just did that the whole time. So. Yeah. He had to bring the room together. I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so that they all felt bad
4: and yeah. and inferior to him.
2: Yeah. It was so, it was hilarious though. It was one of the funniest sets
4: I've ever seen. I was, uh, I had, uh, I did a animation for a comedian called David Huntsberger. He's on a, a podcast, Professor Blast stuff It's a funny one. Um, but I animated a uh, part of his set for his stand up special and I was there in Austin and they were filming it for the special and he did it twice. Cause like, you don't know how it's going to go. Um, Um, In the first set that he did, it was a place that you could bring your own beer, which (laughs) is cool, but also... (laughs) It's a bad (laughs) idea. Yeah. Um, So what happened is right in the front row are a gaggle of girls uh, that you just expect like not to go to a comedy club, um, but probably like just a dance floor, dance floor vibe going on in the front row of the comedy club for this filming of a set.
2: There was probably a lot of
4: woo! There was a like, They were dancing to the yeah. beat the Woo Girls about earlier. <laughs> 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 and they brought a case of beer, like a 24-pack, I think. Like and they're in the front row. <laughs> Are you and, sure they weren't
3: the- Boy Scouts? Because they sound prepared.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I wish there was no a dad joke. Hand over that, your like... totem I'm taking a corner <laughs> for that joke. <laughs> so there they were earning their badges in the front row (laughs) and in the beginning they were like hey we're filming uh if you have to go to the bathroom go now like you're gonna ruin the shot otherwise like just go to the bathroom even if you slightly think that you have to do it do it now (laughs) and roughly everyone looked at them (laughs) like hey guys you should go (laughs) you, you have great. a lot of beer ahead of you and they didn't and like halfway through the set they, like, they all got went to the bathroom like, not at the same time as well so it just like ruined lots of shots <laughs> <laughs> and it was pissed off the second set though, amazing that was my story
2: <laughs> I like that there
4: was no comedic end to that it was just legitimately
0: a story so our point I, from uh, earlier is proven
2: I, I bet even though that set was or that taping was completely ruined, he felt so satisfied because there is nothing more satisfying than making someone laugh so hard they pee. Like that <laughs> to me, that that's 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 a gold medal.
1: What about milk out of the nose?
2: Yeah, it's, that's pretty good. But pee is different because it's like you just lose control of something that's normally supposed to stay in your body, like when you're in, you know what I mean? For the most of us, so yeah. it's
1: so funny they become frightened as how funny it is, and then yeah. have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> that makes yeah, sense I'm just a that. big
0: fan of incontinence <laughs> <it sounds like. laughs> so by that argument does crapping your pants like is that the pinnacle of comedy <laughs> I don't know because it, that's that's losing complete control of something that's like uh, you go in a coma afterwards yeah. comedy so and death <laughs> <laughs>
5: Well, it's like the funniest joke in the world from Monty Python, right? Exactly. Or, th- there you go. So it kills people. You can't say two words
3: together. It puts you in a coma for a few months. <laughs> Maybe that's why we don't have very many repeat listeners.
0: Just, <laughs> they're all yeah, dead. Off.
4: Well, they they should still download <laughs> all your episodes, though. Like... <laughs> yeah, they can download
0: them. Just don't listen because we need our audience to stay alive, too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Is this like the ring of podcasts? <laughs> 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 like... <laughs> somebody listens
3: to our podcast, oh, that was an okay joke. And then one of us calls them somehow.
0: Seven days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, some sort of Korean girl is crawling out of their overcast.
0: (laughs) Great. Now I'm terrified of my phone. but i am going to try for the third time now sam do you want to talk about your topic yeah sean go ahead and kick it to to sam
4: yeah i can oh crap hey sam hey yeah
5: i got a bunch of candles in the light so
4: (laughs) that was me giving you the torch (laughs) catch i don't know i just imagined him
1: throwing it like a bouquet at a wedding (laughs) (laughs)
4: like over his head yeah over the
3: head
5: yeah, and it's just, just
2: spinning at him.
3: Mm-hmm. The next person who catches it gets
2: the topic.
5: Yep. <laughs> yeah, so the next or the last time I was at a wedding, I I drank a lot. <laughs> that helps. But while I was drinking at this wedding, what is it when the guy takes off the thing of the person's Uncomfortable? leg I've never the been guard- to? <laughs> the garter.
2: Oh, the ceremonial deflowering, I think, is what you're talking about. Not the deflowering later. in front of everybody. Yes. The ceremonial there we go. There we go. deflowering. I don't think that's right. That everyone yeah, gets just... to witness. I'm not comfortable with calling
0: no,
1: it that. No, I don't know what weddings
0: you've been to. I, I feel like weddings out west are, yeah, a lot more interesting mm-hmm. than out here in the Midwest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what it is. I'm, look, a guy sticks his head up a skirt of a Woman and uses his teeth to do something.
1: You know what he's doing, right? <laughs> I don't think he's doing what you think he's doing.
2: <laughs> I, I said cer- the f- the key word is ceremonial. <laughs> okay. The... Well, you
3: know what? Ceremonial sacrifice in the Aztec Empire still involves okay, well, sacrifice. Well, that's true.
2: I guess it's symbolic. Is the word I'm looking for? Okay, well, that's, that's the word you're word. looking for. Cut doesn't all this. Out. It lo- all right. doesn't make it
5: more <laughs> yeah. comfortable.
2: I think I think casting the garter just weird. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
5: So, I don't normally go out there for this, but in my inebriated state, a lot of people convince me. So, I'm standing there in the very front with uh, my good friend, uh, the female. She was actually getting married, Megan, to Brent, a guy who I barely know. Still barely know, but absolutely love him. He's really cool. He looks right at me and just points at me, and he aims the garter right at me. So, okay, the garter's for me. Everybody knows. And me and my drunken state, I kind of figure it out. So, I'm standing there ready to catch it. And then out of nowhere, this little guy just jumps in front of me, grabs it, and screams in my face and tells (laughs) me that he got it
0: (laughs) that guy is desperate to get married
5: yeah this is also the same guy who uh when we were younger we got in trouble by the cops at like four o'clock in the morning for playing tag outside and being inebriated while we were all in high school we had to sit on the stairs and this is the guy he's he's also the adult the father he's just looked at us walking back and forth back and forth (laughs) and then he's like you dumb butts you (laughs) fucked me (laughs)
1: He, well, he does provide a p- compelling argument. So to this day
5: <laughs> So to this day I think about both of these scenarios that I was put in and when he got the garter in front of me and just yelled in my face I was like, "All right, this was his
2: revenge." he been waiting for so So
1: long. Aaron Aaron and I have a mutual friend that we've been to a couple <laughs> weddings with. And whenever the garden toss, like, we all just, like, watch this, this, <laughs> this golden retriever of a man try his hardest <laughs> to try to get this garter from all of us. And he gets it every time. And I've never stopped loving it. It's, like, my most exciting part.
4: <laughs>
2: oh, man. So good. I've watched it fall to my feet like it like mere inches from my feet, and I didn't reach out. I just watched with my head as it fell to the ground, and then he jumped on top of it and nearly bowled me over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's not like there was anyone else diving either. It's just no, him
2: no, I mean, there's like a twenty foot clearance all around me. It falls he's on it,
5: so this guy's really good at getting the garden,
2: yes. but not the women. no, he's not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right yeah, i like how sam had a schadenfreude moment there where all the rest of us felt bad for the guy and sam's just <laughs> chuckling in the background <laughs> to
2: it.
4: what a loser
0: i think it's hilarious it's pretty funny
4: maybe he collects them,
0: dude if he has them in his closet just hanging <laughs> yeah and every time a girl does come over she notices and decides that he's creepy and leaves <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: maybe well she like he like just a... noticed. he probably
3: he shows it off yeah <laughs> Look at how many garters I've gotten. He's wearing hey, them all. He rolls up his
4: pant leg. There's like
2: 30 going all the way down.
4: He doesn't have underwear. It's just garters. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh,
5: man. Uh, what were we talking about? Well, anyways, I'm yeah. going to talk about... <laughs> I haven't even mentioned what we're talking about. Uh, Talking about delivery, and there's not much to this except it's... The delivery seems to be the appropriate point to make something really funny. Which makes me go back to... Someone showed me this recently, and I saw it many years ago. But uh, Abbott and Costello, who's on first. Classic. Yeah, if you guys haven't seen that, watch it. If you have seen it, watch it again. It is perfect.
2: When I meet someone who hasn't seen that, I like yell... You haven't seen who's on first? <laughs> and then I sit down. I don't care if it's at like a wedding, if it's at church. I don't care what's going on, if it's a funeral. I stop everything. Everyone needs to shut up and I sit down and I'm like, everyone gather around you hasn't seen this and watch it on my phone right this morning.
1: You put your iPad right on the grandma, the dead grandma. And just, <laughs> right everyone watch this.
3: <laughs>
1: Move her hand I mean, that seems up. ironic considering we're talking about delivery.
5: Mm. Mm. Oh. <laughs> no, there you go. Uh.
2: So,
1: not during a pregnancy, then. Uh. <laughs> or not during a, a baby birth. Wife, could you hold the doc- this? A doctor has never seen this. Honey, so. I
2: can't let a doctor deliver our child who has never seen who's on first.
1: <laughs> Aaron, was there a time that we were going to memorize that and then perform it?
2: Yeah. I
1: think, so. I think that never happened oh you guys haven't i did that in elementary school wow. it must not have been very good
3: i just had like the basic premise down and then my friend and i just basically said who's on first back and forth to each other for a couple of weeks, <laughs> and then we said it was <laughs> almost as good that was our skit. <laughs> yeah so it was pretty close yeah, yeah, right yeah. i think I like we distilled it down to its bare essentials i think
2: there was no what's what's on second i don't know who's on third none of that
3: no no it was just who's on first <laughs> It was, it, we, we basically turned it into Twitter before Twitter was. We distilled it. Yeah, we, we made it. It was like a vine. It was like six seconds long, but it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I don't believe you.
2: Where were you going with this, Sam? I think we did.
3: We are talking about delivery. <laughs>
5: Yeah, we talking about delivery, and that is that is a pinnacle of delivery when you talk about just being on point, perfect, going back and forth. That seems to be what delivery is about. And that when you have people who are able to deliver really quickly, and it also has a little bit to do with wit, it seems like, or just being on your feet, just knowing what's going to happen, kind of perceiving everybody else. But it makes comedy much more fun if it's quick and it kind of just gets to the point and you can actually understand what's going on here.
2: Well, and the thing, the thing I love, I love those old, it's the same thing with the Marx Brothers. Um, oh, yeah. It's like a slow, but, but increasing with velocity, um, like a train, just just going to like go off the tracks and you see it coming, but it just gets faster and it just keeps building up and building up and building up. Um, and it's just like, eventually this chaos just happens and it's hilarious. It's so good.
5: Yeah. What's happened to this comedy? Why don't we see this much anymore?
0: I don't know. Do you feel like, I mean, I look to music and you see like changes in even within genres, like all changes. sort of subgenres keep changing? Yes. And then there's some <laughs> David Bowie. Um, yeah. But, like, you see sort of progression through a genre as it slowly shifts and alters until sometimes a new genre comes from all of that. So do you feel like comedy carries evolution to its, its own growth as well?
2: I think it could. I think it could also be that there's not as much payoff in something in doing something like, like that now where, um, like, a recording of a joke is going to go out to everyone. And, uh, and the reason Abbott and Costello and the Marx Brothers and those people were so good and so tight is that they had... Had all this time to work on that joke or, or to work on that sketch they did it a, they did it like five million times before it was ever in a movie and everyone and like a huge audience saw it but i think we don't really have I, I think people don't have that luxury as much today if that makes sense everything's a lot more public
1: so it's like simon and garfunkel during the 60s who could just like sing on harmony like with the drop of the hat type of thing because they played it like a billion times
2: so yeah <laughs> And then you, nowadays, you become famous like Justin Bieber. You're like you're like six, and you're like handed a Grammy. You know what I mean? That's how that's how it happened, right? <laughs> I,
0: I'm still pretty confident that Justin Bieber is the Canadian terrorism. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say he was funny. I was like, what?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> one thing. One thing I found about timing that we were talking about, you know, like Twitter and Vine and stuff like that. Uh, I think they force a certain kind of timing that uh, that I picked up on early on. That you have to hold the punchline as far to the end as you possibly can. Like if you can make the last word be the punchline, then you've won. Do you know what I mean? It needs because if there's anything after that, it's it's a waste because <laughs> you've only got 140 characters, right? Nobody cares about the last like 10 characters if if the punchline's before that, um, so I don't. I don't think different mediums change the timing. I guess is what I'm saying. That's yeah, true.
3: for sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think you know, with with our talk of Vine and, and Twitter, and then also the more long form kind of stand up comedy. I mean, the the media, the, the delivery is is the message, or the, the the media is the message. The delivery is the joke. I think, and I think jokes are about are about contrast. And when we were on Twitter, you you set up something for 120 characters, and then for 20 characters, there's the contrast. Like there's the you know that that's what you have, and I think um, I've run out of intelligent things to say. And I didn't know where I was going with this. But let's just cut back to when I was sounding smart. We can just pretend <laughs> that it ended there.
5: I was just waiting for that punchline. <laughs> like, where's he going with this? Nope, it was an anti joke. <laughs> yeah, it's been like this whole episode. We're waiting for everyone to have a punchline, and then sometimes it's like, well, well yeah, that was a waste.
0: <laughs> That is the tricky part with our show where we're trying to like seriously digest a topic, but also at the same time, it's comedy. So we're trying to just have a good time and we Be have serious. three, yeah, serious. three oh, people cool. from a comedy podcast on. So <laughs> I'm just honored that you think we're funny.
2: I think it would help if people could see us and see that we're all in these smoking jackets with uh, bubble pipes.
1: <laughs> just, we're, we're really attractive in person.
2: <laughs> yeah.
4: I have a tube top on. Ooh. Oh,
2: man.
0: Oh, dear. Is that because it's easy for you to get on with no hands? You just sort of crawl into it?
2: Is it horizontal or is it vertical? Um, Wait, wait, wait. wait. Like (laughs) a sash (laughs) or something?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so confused by the word (laughs) picture that you're
1: painting, Aaron.
2: Now everyone's just mad at what I made them think about. Uh, is everyone else's
1: lime about. green in their mind too?
2: <laughs> yeah, mine yes. was. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Okay. Good. Making sure. <laughs> <So> good.
2: Um, <laughs> I think I think uh, something like because like comedy is about um, kind of like exposing something, if that makes sense. Um, which is why Sean is doing such a good job with that tube top. Um, but I think. <laughs> I think we all have like cognitive dissonance in our lives where we know we should be doing something some way, or we know we have this like, um, ideal, but we all aren't living up to it. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I think comedy is really good at exposing that. And that's kind of why you laugh a lot of the time, because it's like, oh, okay. We can all be honest about this for a minute. Okay. Everyone else is bad too. Okay. Like, I think that's a lot of what comedy is about. Like it's about telling people the truth they don't want to hear in any other circumstance, but you can, because you're, 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 Laughing either at yourself or the comedian.
1: I agree with that. That's why I'm a huge fan of Louis C.K. (laughs) because he says some pretty terrible things that are hilarious. Oh my gosh. But, but honestly, I think I like I like the fact that he can be able to like like get really close to the line and then sometimes jump over it and then remind the audiences it's just a show and and, and he's really good at that and I think that yeah. helps like convey. So an any, if
2: anyone's seen his SNL monologue for the- oh
1: man
0: <laughs> yeah well and when I was in the airport because I'm actually recording from a hotel right now because I'm traveling for work but when I was in the airport it was the day after that SNL bit and CNN <laughs> and Fox News and all of them were talking about did Louis C K go to far and had like legitimate conversations about whether comedy can like cross a line I was like mm. sometimes like that's sort of the point of comedy is to like make us remember like all of these things that are socially uncomfortable like we need to think about them and sometimes lighten up a little bit in order to like solve or address the problems we be comfortable with it because like Louis C.K. is talking about racism and child molestation and people are laughing hysterically to something <laughs> yeah. that is insanely uncomfortable <laughs> otherwise
1: well I he he does such a good job at it too like if if you hear the stand-up, he starts talking about race, and then he talks about the Middle East, and then he talks about child molesting. He's like w- priming the audience during the whole joke. She's like, hey, this is going to get kind of crazy. And like, this is a ta- This is a, a joke he's said in the past too. So it's like something he's practiced. But oh man, he was just so good at delivering it and feeling and being able to step back and say, I'm not a part of this is just really funny.
5: Yeah. If you look at Saturday Night Live and the history and how it really started, it was started by a bunch of people who just kind of didn't care about anything else and just Just did what they wanted and became such a big thing because people were kind of crossing these boundaries that people normally wouldn't cross. And that's why that whole like comedy explosion from Saturday Night Live happened was because you had a bunch of crazy comedians together and they just did what they can to kind of get their name out there. And most of it was crossing the line.
2: One of the downsides is that because of that, people started to assume like, oh, well, if it's risque, then it's funny. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not necessarily true. Like it, it has to be funny first, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you you have to, you have to, and you can't just, just <laughs> because I'm being, oh, look at me. I'm a, uh, I'm such a loose cannon. Aren't I funny? You know, not, a lot of the time, those kind of comedians aren't that funny, but I think what makes other comedians like Louis CK that can pull that kind of stuff off funny is, is that they, they turn it around on the audience right (laughs) Mm -hmm. they make you think why why am i laughing at this (laughs) you know they turn around to you to make you think about it
1: well i I think of uh i'm just gonna say kramer because i can't remember his real name but when (laughs) but his scandal (laughs) the thing is is like the things he was saying they weren't funny and so they were just like oh these are terrible things this guy's saying but Louis C.K. can say something and it's funny it might be a little terrible I don't think that it's a big deal but it was hilarious
0: Yeah, you can, I also look to like some of the classic stand-up comics like George Carlin who oh, yeah. like tore down and said some like really awful things and sort of like just completely attacked whole cultures or governments or nations but was able to do it in a way that made everyone laugh and like their comedy some of the best comedy carries like strong intelligence and a little bit of like passion behind it but you can't just be like a crazy bigot like the guy who played Kramer whatever his name is (laughs) what is his name (laughs) it's Richard something (laughs) Keith
1: Richards yep that's it no it's not (laughs) (laughs) I know like I agree like it's always wanted me to be more intelligent I remember watching like the Simpsons back when I was a young 10 year old impressionable person and they would tell a joke and I'm like I didn't get the reference it was like a political joke and so I remember like asking my dad or reading the paper or finding some way to figure out why this joke was funny And I felt like I I, obviously I became smarter. I became a better person in the know of this joke. But I think that comedy has a sense like if I don't get a joke, I'm like, oh shoot, I must not know anything about this subject. I need to I need to bone up on my uh, politicalness. Is that a word? Yeah, it is.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. I think and I think there's a there's a reason why the people we think of as funny, other than me, are very (laughs) intelligent people. i mean louis c k like i would I would love to have lunch with louis c k and just even if he doesn't make laugh, make me laugh like I'm sure he'll say something that's that's pretty pretty smart, and I think it's because they have to be able to form these connections between different things in order to like Andrew said make references or to 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 read the room they have to be able to do these things very quickly they have to dismantle um like society at large i mean being a comedian is. Is a very deconstructive act. You you take the world as it is and you and you dismantle it and you put it back together in a way that contrasts conflicting elements with each other. And like that's not the only way to make a joke, but I think that's one of the more profound ways to make a joke is to say here's this thing and here's these other things and they don't make sense. And in order and to be able to deliver that in a way that makes people laugh instead of just being critical, I think is is a very effective way of getting your message across. well.
0: Yeah, it even makes me think back to like with our first topic on education, Some somehow a lot of the jokes, even the ones that are like super politically deep, I'm able to remember those the rest of my life and they have like a profound impact on the way that I think about or perceive particular issues. And I think that may be just a generational thing for us. Like if I look to Jon Stewart and Colbert and um, John Oliver and their shows, like they are talking about incredibly serious issues, but they're making us laugh. And then I end up thinking about whatever the topic was that they were discussing for months after that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think,
3: um, also kind of going back to SNL a little bit, um, Tina Fey's portrayal of Sarah Palin was brilliant and hilarious and also like not really good at like that good of a thing for Sarah Palin. I mean, there were people quoting Tina Fey as Sarah Palin and thinking, (laughs) oh, you know, you know, Sarah Palin thinks that she can see Russia from her house. But Sarah Palin never said that. That was Tina Fey. And I think, I mean, removing that from the from the political realm, I guess, that's that's the power of comedy and the power of being able to to distill things and to put things together in, in memorable and humorous. Ways.
2: It's like a, a rhetorical Trojan horse. It seems <laughs> yes. like a gift at first. <laughs> and then you open it up and it's just urine everywhere.
3: I think we lost Andrew.
1: Sorry about that, guys. I think all my roommates are watching Netflix separately. <laughs> <laughs> How many roommates do you have? I have six roommates. Whoa! Holy cow. It's not. It's not that bad.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> here's the here's the thing, like
4: how many rooms?
1: There are six rooms. How many
5: bathrooms? Three. Oh wow! I was hoping you would say one. Yeah, no one.
1: We don't. We have a half a bathroom. No <laughs> toilet. Not, wait, just a shower. <laughs> okay,
2: room. okay, well, no, just a shower. When when those do, are my types for when of half you need baths. To two, right? <laughs> <laughs> we we just take the
1: the, the drain out and there's a hole. <laughs>
3: We were talking about Sarah Palin,
1: Andrew, and I was
3: making such great points and you just, you missed it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh,
0: but now that we have everyone back together, did anyone have any final thoughts before we start to close things out?
2: Um, I think I just wanted to say that like, what's so great about our show um, <laughs> is that we're really um academic in our comedy and... Um, I think we've mastered it. So come listen to Three Guys, Three Questions if you really want some intense comedy on on the level of the, the comedians we've been talking. Right,
3: about. right. And like, if, if, if we say something and you don't get the joke, the, the fault is
0: with you.
2: You should you should probably investigate yourself first. Yeah. Uh,
0: so that we, we can send people to your show and make them potentially feel bad about themselves. Uh, <laughs> where, where, where can they That's find your guys' the show at? Do.
2: Uh, our show is at 3g3q.co. We couldn't afford the M. <laughs> hey, that's my joke. <laughs>
1: we, we cut the M for your we savings. We actually were
2: distilling the URL. We passed the savings on components. to you,
1: and our podcast
3: is free.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and once everyone has listened to their show, they should definitely rate and review it in iTunes. At one point, I think there was a claim of cookies being sent, but I did not receive any cookies. I just wanted to point that out.
2: Oh, Adam!
3: Oh yeah, that, w- that was if um, I think you mentioned us on your show, and you have, so I'll send you cookies.
2: All right, there we go. I hear good things about Adam's cookies. <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> guys, had to make it weird by. <laughs>
0: Um, I guess we'll do, uh, we've been talking about doing a show on food here on All of the Above, so maybe I can do that after (laughs) I get the cookies. Yeah, um, review my cookies. Yes. Aaron, uh, since I know we've also talked about where everyone can find the show, but where can people keep up with you individually?
2: I am on Twitter at Aaron L.M. Goodwin. Don't lie. I, that's, where, that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm pretty much everywhere at Aaron L.M. Goodwin. I'm at, uh, what is it, Karma <laughs> something is the new thing. Oh, I'm on Anchor.fm. If Wait, you what? can get on anchor.fm, I'm on there. Are
3: you still on Elo?
2: Um, I'm on Elo. <laughs> I think uh,
3: everybody's still on Elo and they've just
0: all forgotten. Yeah, the only way <laughs> I remember Elo exists is every week when they send me an email.
2: <laughs> Same here. Telling me
0: that nothing <laughs> happened on Elo that week. I um, keep <laughs> emailing though. I just I couldn't stand the font that they used on Elo.
2: It's like Courier or yeah. something.
0: I, I love that. how their whole thing was it's a social network that will not st- sell your information and was developed by a bunch of designers. I was like, I'm not really sure the designers knew what the hell they were doing when they made this website.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this isn't a good ad for your designing prowess.
0: It's minimalism. Like, no, you just were lazy. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and you you left out most of your features before you went public. Um, but anyways, uh, Adam, where can everyone keep up with you? I am on Twitter at that Adam
3: kid, and that's it. That's that's, that's it. That's, All right, that's, there's no joke.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and- <laughs> And how about you, Andrew?
1: Um, I am also on Twitter. Uh, my uh, username on that Twitter thing, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's A underscore Sav, or S-A-V. I'm there most of the day.
2: <laughs> he's also on Instagram. He's uh, He's been tearing it up on Instagram. Oh, yeah.
1: So, Andrew is the world's greatest job, I, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, so I work on campus, and my job is archiving old VHS tapes that the school, like every school, Every school project that's ever been done on campus is kept and archived, and my job is to make them into a digital format so it can be searched easily. And so I do that all day, and some of them are just, mm. <laughs> yeah, there are good... <laughs> They're just like a special type of terrible <laughs> that that really stays with you, like like a good piece of gum.
4: Are they available in like public domain?
1: So I I post some clips on my Instagram uh, because I can't put them on the internet because they're copyrighted. Okay. Sometimes like the music yeah. or things like that, but I can put small uh, ten second clips on Instagram.
2: Uh, I've made gifts of several of them.
1: I I also put po- post them on my Twitter. Yeah, they're pretty good.
4: <laughs> All right, well I oh Sean go. Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> because have you ever seen a, like uh everything is terrible Yes. Oh, okay. oh yeah.
1: It's just like that. Yeah, that's what I want. But but when people like realize like, oh, don't worry, I'll do whatever I want. No
0: one's gonna ever see this and then I see it and I put it on the <laughs> internet. <gasps> oh, I was gonna say, we'll be sure to uh include links to all of your guys' Twitter accounts and apparently this Instagram account, which I'm going to have to go check out after the show now. Oh man. <laughs> But on that note, I want to say that that wraps up the 25th episode of All of the Above. So thanks again, everyone, for listening. Uh, Definitely go check out our Friends show over at Three Guys, Three Questions. Um, And if you want to see our show notes, which I imagine are probably going to be insanely long, as this episode is probably going to be, um, you can find those show notes at alloftheabove.audio slash episode slash 25. We also always want to hear from you guys, so you can get in touch with us by going to all of the above audio slash contact the easiest way to reach us is through Twitter where we are at above podcast and finally if you're enjoying the show and want to help us out hop into iTunes and leave a review the easiest way to get there is just go to all of the all of the above audio slash review um, it helps others find us and it just uh, makes us happy people and as we've learned via our most recent episode on storytelling we can sometimes be very emotional so definitely make us happy
2: and can I interrupt here because yes I just want to to say if you um if you don't review and rate this this show i'm i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something after the depressing (laughs)
0: note that sounded very (laughs) ominous
2: oh it should be (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you what it is but i'm gonna do something all right so go rate and review this show and I'm not saying you have to give it five stars but if you give it lower than three something's gonna happen
0: (laughs) (laughs) so everyone help Aaron do nothing with his life I think is essentially what he's saying (laughs) continue the long
1: generations of nothing
0: um,
3: but like, I'm well, frightened now like, I, <laughs> like, I feel uncomfortable
0: now, <laughs> now that we've terrified everyone in the audience I'm just going to go ahead and say we'll look forward to joining you all next week um, and until then go out and watch that Mike Rabiglia set and see if you enjoy storytelling which was also our last topic so it's a perfect segue between the two shows look at that full circle